Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Design Diaries. Today's episode is a diary entry, and I am spilling the tea today. I am basically just talking about a couple of trends, I guess you can call them, on Instagram slash social media in the community that I am just simply over. I'm done with them. I'm tired of them being talked about. I'm tired of them being around. And I just want to talk about why I don't like them, why I think that they're toxic, or why I think that they should not be a thing anymore. Because here's the thing, I think it's super easy to fall into the trap of, oh, everyone's doing this or talking about this, so I'm going to talk about it too. But just because it's the popular or like the mainstream topic of discussion doesn't mean that it's right, doesn't mean that it's good. And that's why I'm hopping on here and just talking about four trends that I think just need to go, like I'm over them. And in no way do I want anyone to feel like bad or or demeaned for me talking about these trends especially if like you've if you like them or if you've contributed to them like obviously no hate no shade nothing this is just my personal take on things that I think are pushing a negative or not very enriching sort of conversation to the community and that's just my personal take but obviously if you differ no worries we're different people and that's the whole point of of diversity and discussion is so that people have different point of views but if you do agree with me um great and hopefully this doesn't offend anyone but the first trend that i'm honestly just tired of is using money as metrics for success or for legitimacy so like the 10k month or the six-figure boss babe things like that using 10k and six figures and using money as some sort of goal that is supposed to be this measure universally for success. I'm just over that because I think that numbers like that come with a lot of imposter syndrome and come with a lot of guilt or embarrassment or legitimacy issues for people who aren't reaching those metrics. I think when you say like, oh yeah, you need to be making 10k a month or I'm making 10k a month or, you know, I hit six figures, I think that's amazing if that's a personal goal that you made for yourself. But when that's supposed to be some sort of like normative, universal goal for everybody, it makes people feel like shit when they don't reach those goals and it's not fair to those people who a lot of them are, are starting out or they don't have as much time to be investing in their business because they are maybe like still working a nine to five or this is a part-time job or even if they're just not ready and they're not in the position to be making that much money yet, it sucks to hear that like I'm not nowhere near 10k a month or six figures in a year and therefore I must not be successful or doing well, or I must be making so much less than everybody else. Because literally salaries are the worst measure of people's worth, and that's a result of capitalism. I'm not going to talk about my personal views on society right now, but we've kind of been trained to think of money as some sort of marker of intelligence or capability or worth in society, and I just think that it's a lot of bullshit. And especially as creatives, like we have been habitually underpaid for a really long time throughout history. And 
all of a sudden a lot of us are freelancers now and a lot of us are in the entrepreneurship space where we can make more money than maybe a salary job but just because we have broken those bounds doesn't mean that we can start automatically making that kind of money that everyone tells us that we're supposed to so I think that that whole narrative of like to be successful or be considered as like an expert or to be considered as legit you need to be making those kinds of numbers is just a load of crap and I'm over it um I think they're negative when they are widespread and normative in the sense that like everyone feels pressured to make that kind of metric I think it's fine if that's like the metric for yourself if that's your personal goal like I want to make 10k this month or I want to make xyz money this month or you know my goal is to make this much money in a year I think goals are great and I, I have some financial goals as well but I think when it comes to the 10k a month slash like six-figure boss babe kind of trend it's really honestly privileged to be in a position to talk about that and to give advice people about that because you know your position in life your background your privileges like your education or opportunities your networks like they're different from people who are listening to you or following you or being coached by you and so whenever you talk about 10k and six figures as this attainable thing that's supposed to happen for people you are kind of ignoring your privileges and you're ignoring potentially the backgrounds of people who are listening to you and being indoctrinated about the significance of those numbers this isn't in any way supposed to be like oh like a rant about white privilege or anything but i mean as somebody who is first generation low income and paying my way through college I'm on a full tuition scholarship, like it is really hard to sometimes hear that people straight out of college are making X amount of money because I've never even been able to fathom that much money growing up. Like that much money was never even within my imagination of a salary. And so sometimes when people talk about it so profoundly as like this metric of your worth, it's really difficult for me to kind of pilot that because it's like, well, my parents, myself, like we grew up never even touching that amount of money. How does that supposed to make me feel? So that's just one thing that I, I'm going a little bit deep there, but <laughs> I just think talking about money as a measure of anything is just not really my jam. So on to the next trend. Um, this one might be controversial, but this is something that has bugged me for a really long time and it's the concept of luxury Um, it's a word that's popped up a lot on my radar in the past, I'd say like four to three months, like the concept, like luxury clients, luxury projects, luxury branding, um, luxury experience. And I think that word is like a buzzword right now in the community. And a lot of people are starting to use it in their copy and advertising themselves as like a luxury, like branding agency or studio, or they, they market themselves to luxury clients. And I think In some ways, that makes sense to me. I understand, like, the point of it. But here are the things that I think are an issue or or toxic about it. And the thing is, I think luxury has a connotation of whiteness. And as somebody who is BIPOC, I'm a woman of color, I take that connotation not lightly. Um, Luxury has this, this very distinct association to European histories of like fashion labels and marketplaces and products 
and luxury is associated with a certain type of aesthetic that has a lot to do with Baroque culture, which is European, has a lot to do with European architecture, fashion, design, and photography. And the reason why that's problematic is because whenever you say, you know, I am a luxury designer, like your branding needs to be luxury or you need to create designs that are luxurious, you are perpetuating kind of this connotation of Europeanness or whiteness to your branding in order, and you're associating that with higher paying clients. So like higher worth and more successful or worthy projects with being luxurious. And that's, that's an issue that I take that may not be the case for everybody, but I think people need to potentially reconsider their use of language when they're saying luxury, 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 talking about how to be successful, you need to be a luxurious agency. I don't think that's right because you may not understand the history of that word luxury and the history of racism, colorism, exclusionary um, practices that the luxury space in all industries have practiced. And so I personally don't use the word luxury, even though I believe that my designs and my experience are, you know, high quality. I'm not going to ever use the word luxury and I don't really personally love that other people are starting to jump onto that word just because it, it communicates some things that we don't need in this space. We really don't need to be bringing more exclusionary practices, you know, more of that prejudice and those negative connotations into the creative community where they already exist. So that's another hot take that I have. Another one that I have is with normative language. So what I mean by that is I am very, very conscious that when you're giving advice and when you're trying to give tips on social media that you want to be like, oh yeah, do this, do that. Like first to be successful, to do this, to win this, you need to do X, Y, Z. And I think in some ways, like from an educational standpoint, totally makes sense. But with normative language, the issue or the consequence is that you're basically telling people like you have to do this or you should be doing this if you want XYZ result to happen. And that can become an issue with sort of what I was saying earlier with the 10K six figure thing is that you are saying or you're projecting that in order for some outcome or result to happen that people have to follow a set path or they have to do things in a specific way that's maybe not you know, possible or appropriate for their personal situation, for their business, for their background. And sometimes setting those normative tips and those normative kind of assertions can be destructive for people who are in positions very different from yours and can't maybe attain those things. So for just an example of like normative language is being like, you know, in order for your business to be successful, you should invest 20% of all your revenue into back into the business. So, okay, like fine, if that works for you, great. But I personally think using the word should is super destructive in that instance because it's basically saying that like if you are not investing at 20%, then your business is not going to be successful. And for somebody who needs 100% of that revenue to get the bills paid or they just can't afford to just take that 20% and just spend it elsewhere, That is telling them that like, okay, my business is not going to be successful or they're going to feel guilt or some sort of cognitive dissonance over their decision making with their money. And that's not fair for them. That's really not fair because you have no idea or we as creatives have no idea the different backgrounds and situations that everyone's in. 
also when you make normative assertions like that, you are also imposing expectations or practices that are maybe typical for you and where you're living and the space that you're in. But people from different communities, like internationally, or even from just different income areas, different education levels, different, you know, demographic backgrounds may not even have access or that might not even be an option, like what you're suggesting. And so I just think normative language, when used cautiously, is totally fine. But I like to frame things personally as like, here's what I do. Here's what I think works for me. Like, here are some suggestions or try this or this is cool or this is great. But I don't like saying you should, you have to, you need, like, this is the be all end all because I don't think that I have the authority like I'm not God like to say that kind of thing I don't think I have the authority to be telling anybody what they should and shouldn't do uh, unless it's something like obviously like super serious like oh yeah you really shouldn't um like steal fonts or you really shouldn't copy people's work but when it comes to tips especially like I'm very very conscious about that on this podcast and also on this Instagram just trying not to perpetuate that kind of normativity because it just doesn't exist. My normal is not your normal and that's okay. And then the very last thing that I'm kind of over is this really weird like hierarchy or like superiority complex over Canva. Like I don't know if this is going to be super controversial because I mean, in the very beginning, I also had frustration with people who were like, yeah, I'm a graphic designer, but I only design in Canva. Like, I don't use, you know, Adobe. I used to be like, okay, well, I mean, Canva is not really a design software. So I totally understand where people are going with that. But as time has progressed on, I actually feel really guilty for having that sentiment because honestly, Canva's great. Like, when I started out on my career, when I first started designing, it was through Canva. Like I couldn't afford Adobe and how I learned was by looking at Canva templates, seeing their spatial awareness, seeing how they composed all of their posters and examples. And I then learned the secrets of padding and kerning and all of those things through Canva because I didn't have the resources to design on Adobe. And I think that is the, probably the case for a lot of people. And I think it's not really fair, honestly, to perpetuate this, like, thing that Canva is not a design software or that Canva designers are not designers. I don't think that's fair at all. Because, again, like, I think we're tapping into some sort of privilege that, like, unless you know Adobe or you know some, like, quote, legit design software, then, like, if you don't know those, then you're not a legit designer. That's not fair at all because all of those softwares typically cost money or at least access to the resources to learn those things cost money, or they require some sort of privilege that maybe some people don't have, like extra free time, or classes, or tutorials. Like Some people don't even have access to YouTube tutorials in their language, if you even think about that, right? And so I honestly think this rhetoric of superiority of Adobe Suite or people who design using certain tools or certain ways is not fair and I'm kind of over it like just let people be what they want to be like if somebody's a Canva designer and they only use Canva like okay like why are you hating on them because they're in a different space than I am because I only offer Adobe design products and that's okay if somebody's wants to work with that person they're not in my niche anyways you know what I mean I don't think it's like even 
like necessary to bring those types of people down because good for them like they are making that coin using a free software that is awesome i think it's really really useful and it's very high in function it has a lot of cool different functions that like even adobe doesn't have like making those cool gifs and animating stuff so i think that we need to kind of rethink the way that we address people and the way that we like say like hot take you know canva is not a design software and like people put in the caption like oh like clapping emoji and like oh my god someone had to say it like it's only totally fine if you have that opinion but in my personal thoughts and i personally think it's not really kind it's just not very considerate of the people who don't have other options who don't have that ability to learn adobe and they want to be designers they want to be creatives but they just don't have the time nor resources maybe to to jump into the privileges that we have like it's not right for us to deride people like that and even if somebody who has the resources and just doesn't want to learn adobe and is maybe like super sick at canva like who are we to say um so that's just something that's been on my mind recently that you know if i could go back in time and i was like 18 year old me learning canva only designing in canva and i saw all of these people i look up to on social media making fun of canva designers and making posts about canva designers and talking down about them i think that would really really hurt me i think that would honestly maybe turn me away from becoming a designer or maybe think that i'm not good enough or have some sort of negative impact on me and i'm so grateful i never saw any of that back then but I can't imagine people right now following some really big people in this community and then seeing that how much their heart would drop and so my heart goes out to them and I just think that if there's one thing that we should stop doing is putting each other down and just trying to just be as supportive as we can because just remember where you were when you were starting out you know think about the types of things that would hurt your feelings and that you wouldn't want to hear and think about that before you post something that you think is a hot take or spicy and I don't know that's just something that's been on my mind (laughs) so this hopefully wasn't too negative or like assertive of a podcast episode I kind of just had these thoughts in my brain for a long time and I don't want to necessarily like call people out or make people feel bad um again never my intention this is just my personal thought if you have any thoughts want to talk about in the dms super super happy to do that i love having conversations about these episodes so feel free to dm me on either of my accounts so thank you so much for watching i hope this is a great episode and you're having a great morning afternoon night wherever you are and i'll see you in the next episode all right bye thanks for listening to the design diaries we'll catch you on the next episode